0: Four 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 What's up guys? Welcome back to the EG Pot Thunder with your boy, the young light skin key sweat. And to my left, my girl Maddie, the host of Peelback, brought to you by Fight Bananas. also MMA Color Commentator, on air radio host, baby. As getting it's a bad. mouthful. Oh, it's a mouthful. <laughs> so um yeah, so f- <laughs> Maddie On Ear, Instagram name. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Thank you for coming by the EG Pot of Thunder.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good time. You know what I was thinking about when I was writing your stuff down? When you're like Maddie On Ear? Yeah. I got Instagram now, like social media. Isn't that funny how like you're like, social like username like mm-hmm. in the case of what you do now like fitness by maddie or right Design. it becomes your identity it really it's like does. oh
1: you're maddie on air i'm like well i'm, I'm maddie levine but I'll, I'll take maddie on air that's cool
0: <laughs> really is because funny cause my brother's name in high school was like brandon honcho and everybody would call him honcho i'm like what why because instagram name right if it wasn't maddie on air what would it be now would it if be, i were
1: like, to change my instagram
0: yeah handle? Damn. would it be like ass ticked by maddie
1: be <laughs> like, like, Maddie head kicks or something like that. I don't know, Maddie had Or like, oh, yeah,
0: like, sneaker wise.
1: Oh no, no, I'm I, talking like MMA head kicks. <laughs> I'm talking like whooping your ass. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I kind of wish I stuck with just my name though. You know, like Maddie.Levine or something like that. That, that way, people would be like, "Oh, that's Maddie Levine," <laughs> instead of being like, "Oh, that's Maddie on air."
0: Mm. Yeah. No. For sure. But, but, but Maddie on air, those kind of like. Now it's like you're a gimmick, like you're Mm. talking about like, you know, personas and stuff like that. So being a new like commentator, color commentator and on air radio host, do you think like just for that too, like, do you need a persona as well behind the mic? Well, you make a
1: good point because now that I'm thinking back on when I started with my radio career and that sort of thing, I started at a a country radio station Mm. and I made my Instagram name Maddie Cat. Radio or something like that. And I don't even remember what it was because it was for Cat Country. And everybody would always call me Maddie Cat. And I hated it. I hated it so much. It was. It was. It was terrible. And so everybody's like, oh my God, that's Maddie Cat. Like, it's so nice to meet you. And I was like, wow, this is terrible.
0: No, it's Maddie, motherfucker. Quickly,
1: quickly changed that as we progressed in my career. Uh, But when it comes to a persona on air, I think... People get a little carried away with that. Mm. Like, I think the more genuine you are, the more people are going to be attracted to you and your content in general. I think when you have a personality that's given to you, you do have to heighten it for for the cameras, for the production, whatever. But for me, I think it is extremely obvious when somebody is trying to push a character that isn't them. You know, like, I mean, the, I'm in the MMA world. So the first person I think of is Conor McGregor, who's extremely good at building up this character. But you can tell, like, oh, for sure, that's him. That's just like straight up him, oh, 100%. you know, whereas like there's other people where you're just like, dude,
0: try too hard. Yeah, bro. like this try isn't try working for
1: you, buddy. So as I progressed with my career, I definitely just became more and more myself. And I think people have noticed that and have gravitated towards that. So
0: you think it's like yourself trend up to like a hundred, like right? Right? Like
1: keep it you, keep it you, but like emphasize what makes you you. So I, I, I tend to be a little funny. Love it. At least I try to think so. <laughs> so like you know, I'll heighten my funniness or like I'll, my sassiness or something. But yeah, I think. Just stay genuine.
0: Oh, that definitely for sure because you could definitely tell when someone's faking it. Yeah, and like for what you're gonna like blow up for one video, and now that's like your persona. Right, I need to do that every single time. Like you said, like with Connor, he doesn't need to try because that's him every single time. You know, and um, but you think that's one thing where MMA. You said you now you're a color commentator for MMA. Do you think that's one thing where it lacks compared to like a WWE, where you know WWE is obviously all scripted, but they can plan their outcomes. They know what they're doing. Obviously, you need to make it in WWE. You need to have the personality. Mm. Sometimes, you know, and I feel like in MMA, Conor has it. there's like a few people who have it, but then you know they don't really. They some people get maybe too offended. They don't get into it as much as they know they would in WWE because they know it's all script. They don't mean it. Do you think sometimes they need MMA needs more Connors in the industry?
1: I think MMA does have a lot of quote unquote Connors, and I think it is just as important to create a branding, a branding around yourself with MMA. And I think a lot of fighters are doing that. And I think Conor certainly paved the way of like, this is what you need to do to get to the next level. Sean O'Malley comes to mind. He's definitely somebody like Conor McGregor who is able to create this brand behind him that allows him to get more pay-per-views, get some more fights. And I think character building is something that MMA fighters have gravitated towards obviously they're not throwing on makeup and crazy outfits like the wwe but they're certainly stirring up drama they're certainly um trying to stand out among the rest and it's it's becoming more evident that the more that you can stand out and be different and maybe be controversial the more fights you get
0: yeah yeah you know for,
1: right or wrong that's just how it is
0: definitely how it is they gotta you know stick with the time someone i think they're doing it well um you know like in the well, in the boxing world now is definitely like jake paul i mean yeah No, you know i like i told um you know your husband on the last podcast ross that and i tuned into Jake paul's uh event just because of what he's been doing the controversy he starts him and logan and um you know i'd rather to be honest you know I'm a novice, really, with MMA and UFC. You well, watch UFC and you Nobel know, Bellator MMA right, right. as a general. And um, you know, I'd rather tune in to watch one of them fight. Like their fights, their shows, just because of what they're bringing to the show.
1: Listen, if you don't like Jake Paul or Logan Paul, I get it, but you have to respect them. Yeah, they freaking went from YouTube videos in their apartment or their mom's basement or whatever the fuck they were doing. And they became the most well-known people probably in the nation and in like the world, you know? Like they went from nothing to everything because they figured out, yeah, they figured out the formula. They figured out that if they're outlandish and they're crazy and they do all these weird things and they're going to get far and they got there. So you can hate on your couch watching them, but you're still watching. And I think that's like... The point that a lot of MMA fighters and a lot of maybe influencers are starting to understand is like, okay, well, you might not like me, but you're watching me, so thanks for the
0: paycheck. Hundred percent. You know, those YouTube, YouTube are the commenters are the worst amongst every social media. <laughs> yeah. They, i like the on the shorts and on the YouTube uh, videos, they'll be coming at me, but I'm like, you know what, bro, you are watching, you right? are watching, so you I appreciate you, watching. Yeah, bro. So I appreciate you. I love the haters as well and and I've heard this amongst, uh, you know, a lot of uh, like WWE podcasts stuff like that. You rather ha- if you're getting booed or cheered, that's good. It's when you're mm. getting no response, that's when it's Yeah,
1: better. that's when you know you're boring as fuck. 100%. Like at least you're getting like if somebody's booing at you, like that means that they're invested in you. It means they're probably like a frenemy, like They've been following your career and now they hate you. And it's like, all right, hate me. Like, I'm still up here and you're down there.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And we're talking about, you know, the personas and, you know, the gimmicks nowadays. I had a question for you, actually, that um, came amongst. And it was, someone else had a question, too, on my Instagram post where, you know, is there like a dress code in like MMA? Like, I feel like hmm. even when the, the fighters come in. They're just wearing sweats. So, like being a color commentator and stuff like that, is it like dress or impressed? Are you going out and buying clothes? Is mm. it like a business so, casual type so of thing? So,
1: as far as what I'm wearing? Yeah. So, as a color commentator, it really depends on the organization, I would say. But nine times out of 10, I'm trying to look good, mm. okay? I'm trying to look nice. I'm trying to, like, I got the cameras in my face, you know? And as a color That's commentator, late. yeah, exactly. As a color commentator, you know, you're on a mic and it's typically just my voice, but there are those spots in the broadcast where they'll go to us, in the booth or i have to get into the cage and interview the winner or something like that so i'm not trying to look like a bum i'm not <laughs> trying to like be wearing my sweats and my you know sweatshirt yeah, or whatever like tech out there i i usually use fight night as an excuse to go shopping so <laughs> hey. yeah to answer that question i'm usually dressed pretty well
0: yeah so ross you can't get mad when she spends a thousand dollars at Saks fifth
1: that's what i'm saying i deserve yeah.
0: it <laughs> plus, it's a business write-off, right? It's a business write-off. It's a Why business not? expense. <laughs> exactly. Well, Technically, it really it is. It really is. It really is. So, just to you know, wrap back to your comments earlier, you said kicks. Are you in sneakers at all or no? I was about sneakers, to ask you a million questions.
1: Uh, I, you know, I'm not, what do they call it, sneakerhead? Sneakerhead, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate a good shoe. I do. But <laughs> I uh, don't really know much about them. Just bought some Pumas the other day. They're, They're pretty fresh. They're yeah, I'm wearing my Nike Metcons today
0: also comfortable but
1: as far as that sorry man
0: (laughs) that's that's as far that's as far as my shoe knowledge goes yeah as far as the shoe knowledge goes but people are in here for you know that's not part of the journey but we'll find out the journey right now because i've heard from uh i actually took ross's class this morning shout out to ross make sure you tune into him at core fitness he's had to bring that up to maddie on the podcast actually that um you came I took his class. She was like, Oh, she's sleeping right now. Hell so. yeah, I'm so.
1: sleeping. Are you kidding me? I wake up. He he's such a he we poke at each other all the time, but I work on a morning show. I work I have to get to the radio station for like five fifteen A. M. and I do the show from five thirty to ten. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go to your boxing class at 6 in the morning. <laughs> not
0: happening, bro. Oh, uh, plus, I mean, we'll get back to your journey in two seconds. But just to uh, touch upon it real quick, you were sleeping because you guys were at Encore last night until like 12 o'clock, that's where it ended, Ross said. And uh, we pulled up the fight right here. Here is the fight card. So, um... You yeah, know, this is what you do. And yeah. I know you guys were there yesterday. So um, you guys want to tell the fans right here what they miss and who, like what fight stood out to you yesterday? Oh,
1: sure. So yeah, last night was a trip. It was, uh, it was at Combat Zone uh, at the Encore in Boston. And it was something for, it's called Dana White's Looking for a Fight. And uh, for those that might not know what the show is, basically Dana White and uh, his two friends dean thomas and matt sarah they traveled the country looking for the best top talent so they'll go to local promotions watch these shows and then hand out a potential contract to somebody that stood out so dana was there last night dean thomas matt sarah sitting front row and center um and so of course i had to be there because you know i hope dana will be my boss one day so you know so i was there um doing some work for uh, an MMA organization called Fight Bananas. And the sh- the fights were awesome. I mean, everybody knew that Dana was there and that they could potentially become a UFC fighter at the end of the night. So everybody was giving it their best.
0: Um,
1: but I would say the main event, Connor Matthews definitely stood out amongst a lot of them. Uh, You might recognize the name if you're an MMA fan. He was on the Contender Series at one point. Unfortunately, he did lose. Uh, But honestly, I think that loss saved him in a lot of ways. Uh, He was undefeated before that. And I, I always say to anybody in the martial arts world or really in life, your loss will teach you the most out of any win. Usually, um, there's a lot of things that you can learn from a loss. So he can't. He went right back to the drawing board last night. Crushed it. Got a rear naked choke in the first round. Um, and I have a feeling Dana was impressed by that. There's another name, Yuri Pavano- Panvorov. Yuri Panvarov, the Russian polar bear. Aye. Side note, he's got the best, the best fan base. He's got this thing with like, he's called the Russian polar bear, and he wears a polar bear like jacket and it literally looks like a polar bear and all of his fans wear it so when he walks out there is just a crowd of polar bears like let's go and it, it is it is so lit uh he did phenomenal so i do know who potentially got contracts but i am sworn to secrecy so i cannot say it but when
0: you come back a ross next time we'll reveal yes it. We'll reveal so
1: it. i will say that there will be some new new england talent coming soon and that's all i can say
0: Hey, hey, i love to hear it, and um, that's what you did last night, and we're talking about the journey of everybody in that combat zone yesterday, now we get to the journey of Maddie on air, seeing yes. so, you know, that your gimmick, so... I love it. So, you know, you're Maddie on air now, but how did it all begin? What was, like, the journey for you? Like, what was, like, the moment in your life where, you know, you're like, all right, you know what, the sports media broadcasting world is for me, mm. and that's typically different. I had a, a color commentator from URI, and he's... um doing a couple of things right now. He does dry basketball. And I have someone right now, have someone who did a works at Yahoo Sports right now. So I have two male, um, you know, industry sports media broadcasters, but it's my first female in the industry. And, you know, you don't typically hear that coming from, you know, you know, the female, you know, for the most part. Gentlemen, step
1: aside. Maddie Levine is here. Okay. (laughs) No, it wasn't always like that though. Uh, College, my senior year, I was pretty unmotivated. Uh, I went to URI. Okay.
0: Hey, um,
1: yeah. You went to URI? Yeah. Nice. Let's go. So, you know, the culture of URI and you know that, um, it's pretty easy to get into that party lifestyle, (laughs) but,
0: uh, we outside, (laughs) we outside,
1: uh, so senior comes around. My mom's like, you gotta go to this, uh, what is it called? Workshop or, um, job fair, job fair. Um, I finally go. There's like 15 minutes left of the job fair. And I run into. Because <laughs> you were late
0: to the job fair. Don't I was late about, to yeah. the job fair. Hung over it. Fuck it, mom. I'm sorry. The,
1: yeah, I wasn't even going to go. I decided to go. I meet my uh, former radio station there. We hit it off. I get an internship. And from there, I was in the promotions department, but I was fascinated with the on-air side fascinated. And I was constantly going to the broadcasting booth and asking questions and just wanting to learn. And luckily my boss at the time was very uh, welcoming in the fact of just teaching me everything. So I would go into the studio and just record myself and listen back. And if you've ever heard yourself through headphones, you're like, that is the worst fucking thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. And so I had to constantly listen to myself and constantly improve. And I finally got a spot on the station. I think it was like midnight to 7 a.m. It was the most ridiculous oh, uh, time horrendous. slot. And uh, I worked my way up, got into the morning show, ended up ultimately going to a pop station in Mass. So now I work for Fun 107. Love it. On the morning show. And I just love it. But somewhere. In that journey, I realized how much I loved martial arts um, because I do it myself. I'm an amateur kickboxer and I have fought a bunch of times and I wanted to figure out a way that I could combine my love for martial arts, my background in broadcasting. So I was like, what better way than to just talk about it all the time? Yeah. So I started working for free a lot. Like I would just go to shows and, um, you know, like give them promotion and talk about them or whatever and uh do reporting for them and luckily it worked or it is working because over the years i've you know really established myself in this community and i i'm still learning and i'm growing and i love it and i just love talking mma with anybody that will listen (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, for sure. That's how you got to do it up. Just keep talking, talking, practicing, practicing. I feel you on the hearing your voice and you're like, yo, what the hell? Dude,
1: oh, my God. I, I think I still have like my old reels from when I first started. And I just started when I was like 21. So I was like, hey, it's Maddie, <laughs> And this is my radio voice. And it was like, <laughs>
0: it was freaking terrible. Yeah. I looked back even last year when I first started, I'm like. The quality of that sounds shitty. I have the same equipment. What the hell? Yeah. I guess you just learn, you know, with the times. But, um. Get those reps in. and you know, for sure. And you're saying you went to URI. Did you go to URI for broadcasting? Or is it something completely different?
1: No. So, I actually went to URI. I think I started out. I wanted to do psychology. And then I was like, this is hard. <laughs> and then I went to. For a business uh, like
0: everybody does. Yeah.
1: And Well, then I went to communications. So, there you go. I'm a communications major out of URI. Uh, actually using it, though. So, hey. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um. But when I was in college, I was very just unmotivated. I was a you know nineteen year old girl that was way more interested and in honestly getting high and drinking and I figured myself out luckily at a really good time where I got myself on the right path by senior year but yeah you're if like, if you don't if you're in college and you don't know what you want it's okay you'll yeah. figure it out
0: make facts <laughs> and um it's kind of crazy how like now. You can just get high watching MMA. I know. I know.
1: It's (laughs) nuts. It's like, I'm pretty sure, like, there was a sponsor last night that was a cannabis sponsor at the show. And it's like, you you just see it all over the place. And I just, (laughs) like, I'm like, I remember back in the day, like, being with my friends, driving around, being worried that we had, like, you know, a joint in our car. And now it's like, oh, let's go to the dispensary. And, like, nuts
0: wow so uh, yeah so one of your previous reels you got brought up in your, one of your reels that um you know what they thought about smoking weed so do you think that's obviously you seem like someone who is a you know you condone it so mm-hmm. you think it's like you think it should be more you know talked about more just um you know use in like the uh, mma world
1: yeah i think i do i think there's a lot of benefits to it so i was i got a chance to speak with the ufc fighter jillian robertson And she's very vocal online about how much she loves to smoke weed. So I had to talk to her about it. Um, But I do think that there's plenty of benefits to it. And I think the mass public is starting to learn that and realize that. And I think that's why it's becoming very mainstream. And there's plenty of athletes out there that advocate for it from mental health to physical health. I mean, it helps people with their aches and pains, their joints. My mom has a medical card because she is constantly in pain from all of the surgeries that she's had over the years and weed helps so i think it's very fair for athletes to advocate for something that helps them and it's natural like can we stop like with all of the weird ass potions that these athletes are getting like if if they're comfortable with taking a plant and it makes them feel better who cares
0: yeah, Ed, right now is it legal and like UFC and bellator and so Cardi come back when i it? asked
1: jillian about it i asked her i was like do you like get in trouble sometimes like with the commission like i don't understand and i think it, de- it depends on the commission so the ufc has their own commission bellator uh or, or the organization in general um so, it really depends on who you're fighting for and what they test and what state you're fighting in. So, if they're fighting in a state where it's legal, uh, chances are you're good to go. But if the state, it's illegal, you should probably be ready to not have that in your system.
0: Yeah. R- yeah. More than likely not. So, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, you know, you're right, Then you made the jump there. You know, so, did you have any moments in that journey where you're like, you know what? What am I doing right now? Like, I'm doing all this stuff for free. All the fucking free. time. like. All the time. Your parents are probably getting on you like, you're really doing that again for free? Like, you need to get a real job. Have you heard that often? Like, go get a real job, Maddie.
1: Well, yes and no. Um, I was fortunate enough to get that radio job right out of my internship. So there wasn't really a point where I was completely working for free. When I say I was working for free, it was the stuff on the side. So I had my radio gig and I had my job. I was getting my paychecks. And then I was doing stuff Extra where I would go to these shows and work for free and report for free and that sort of thing And there was plenty of moments and I still have them where I'm like, this is a waste of time. What am I doing? Like nobody's respecting me or nobody's taking me seriously But there was also that little voice inside of me that said just keep going. Just keep trying It's going to work. You're gonna catch that ceiling and you're gonna break it and it was that little voice that kept me going through it because there were so many times where I was just like, why, why? Because when you think about it, it's like, why am I going to work for free? But the benefit of putting yourself out there like that, people respect that. They see your work ethic and they see that you're disciplined and that you're passionate about it. And then you make relationships with people. So when you think that you're not doing the right thing, or you think you're I always think of that image, I don't know if you've seen it, of that coal miner. He's like mining and the diamonds are right there and he turns around.
0: Yeah, it's like, he turned around, he made it OnlyFans instead of kept going. He, <laughs> he, he should have kept digging. But he he should
1: have kept digging for diamonds and yeah. now he's stripping on OnlyFans. Way to go.
0: I signed up for it. That's a But uh, you know what I'm saying? Feeling disrespected and, you know, um, do you think that comes with the territory being like a female in the sports media world? Is that really a thing? I mean, Yeah,
1: it definitely is a thing. I, but I will say this. I have been extremely, extremely fortunate to have worked with very respectable people, very welcoming people, helpful Um, but there are moments where I have to have my guard up and I have to be confident, not only in where I am, but for what I ask for. So I need to ask for more money or something like that because I know that my counterparts are making twice as much as me. But what I've learned over the years is that speaking up doesn't make you a bitch, ladies. Speaking up means that you know you deserve something. And if you know that your counterpart is making more than you, say something because they're not going to change it. So you change it. And once I like really settled into that mindset of like, I know what I deserve. I'm going to get what I deserve. Things have been a little better, but you know, some people don't like that. Oh, well.
0: So if you don't, you know, if you deal with someone who's not liking that, Do you ever feel like where we said you can speak up, but so if it gets a point where someone wasn't listening, you don't have no problems getting up, leaving, going to a different company or just.
1: Well, that's the hardest part, too. And I've I've dealt with that in the past where I have been with, you know, working with an organization that was good for me and my brand or good for me for my exposure but i wasn't getting the respect that i deserved and walking way away from that was extremely extremely hard because on the surface level everybody thought wow look at what maddie's doing this is so cool and that's what you want you want your followers to love what you're doing but behind closed doors i was feeling extremely disrespected and not worthy and it just I wasn't proud of the work I was putting forward because I wasn't getting respect in return. So walking away from it was hard, but it opened so many other doors that I didn't even know were there. And I think that's really the message there is like, even though it's hard, it doesn't mean it's the end.
0: Yeah. It's like you said earlier, you know, so the fighters, you know, may have those issues, you know, it's kind of like a, it's like a catapult, like, you know, the, you're going back, you're going back a little bit and it shoots you to the next level where, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't have got to the next level if you didn't stand up for yourself and kind of step back a little bit to go forward.
1: It's very easy to get complacent and comfortable. Like, how many people do you know that are comfortable oh. or miserable at their job? But it's it's that comfort level of, well, I'm getting paid every month, so I'm just going to stay here. Because yeah. that's easy, and I get it, and it's it's so hard to break free from. But And that jump is scary because you're literally jumping into the unknown and hoping that you get caught, and sometimes you don't.
0: Hey, but Sometimes, like you said, you got to make that risk in order to come to that next level because you never know. Like you said, I have a million friends like that. I've seen people in the past where they're just stuck, like you said, doing the same things, but they're not going to be doing what you're doing, you know. On air radio host, color commentary for you know MMA, and you know you having like, a whole bunch of different interviews and guests nowadays. Mm-hmm. You're building yourself up, and um, you know ha- having so many guests you've had on the podcast, like your podcast and show. What has like some of your favorite you know opportunities you've had in your position, like to interview? Oh my god! Your favorite so, comes to mind.
1: Like my favorite interview that I've done, or, or you know, just in like general, like, like experience, experience in
0: general? interactions.
1: <sighs> I got to go to Dubai fire okay that is like can i just like what i'm outside i'm outside in dubai okay um that was nuts um that was very early on in my career and i had i was fighting for a promotion called lace-up promotions and the ceo amir abdullah sent me to dubai because he saw something in me and he is now a very big wig. He actually was the guy that put together the press conference for Jake Paul's last fight. Oh, that's fire! So he's, he's very busy man. Um,
0: how'd you get that opportunity?
1: So I was fighting for Lisa promotions and he knew that I was in broadcasting and he was putting on the very first body Jack promotions fight card in Dubai. And we had a fighter, um, my husband now, um, that was gonna fight on the card. And Amir says to me, well, we need somebody to help with the broadcast booth. Would you like to do that? And I said, sure. And then I went home and shit myself. And it was <laughs> really exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, I went into it not knowing at all what I was getting myself into, what I was gonna t- like, what I was gonna say. And mind you, like these are fighters from all around the world with names that only have consonants and very difficult to pronounce. <laughs> and I have to study these fighters and I have to be the commentator. It was freaking terrifying, but it was one of the best moments of my life.
0: Gotta yeah, jump into it for I it. jumped
1: and it was the best free fall ever that's fire thank you amir
0: and if you you know forget their name just black trunks black trunks trunks. yes yes
1: and in the blue gloves (laughs) yeah exactly
0: um, you know i know one thing especially doing this i can't imagine being live i've done a couple live podcasts watch nfl games you just gotta fake it if you fuck up don't say you up. just oh yeah go Keep going forward. Oh yeah, yeah. No one's gonna notice. But um, yeah. So that's a cool experience you had. How about if, like just a guest you could think of? That's like your favorite guest you've talked to so far.
1: Ooh, I've oh man, I am extremely grateful for everybody that i've spoken to thus far i ben askren is probably the one that comes to mind um if you're an mma fan you know ben askren if you are a casual mma fan you know him as the guy that got knocked out by jorge masvidal in Mm. about 0.5 seconds
0: that's all i know uh
1: yeah uh but he was such a good time to talk to um great storyteller and just knowing that he is you know a a vet of the game was really cool. Jamal Hill was another really fun one. Um, He is now the champ. So that was a really cool experience. He was like, he was smoking weed the whole time. (laughs) We were, we were just shooting the shit. It was, it was really fun. That's far. Um, But yeah, so many, so many cool people.
0: Are you getting those opportunities just from like your color commentating at, MMA or are they reaching out to you or are you just cold messaging these people?
1: I, so in the beginning, I was cold, like cold calling. Let's be real. I was sliding into the DMs of a lot of people. Okay. And I would just be like, hey, let me interview you. I was left unread a lot. Oh, for sure. But, as I've gone on, I've gotten more and more yeses. And once they realize, like, okay, she's not just some weirdo sitting in a basement that wants to ask me what my favorite color is, she like I was getting more and more exposure. And now with Fight Bananas, uh, make sure you follow Fight Bananas, I'm getting way more opportunities to interview some of the best. So,
0: so how do you feel about those people? How about you slid you into Joe the Barber's uh, <laughs> DM? You're like, hey, okay, what's up, bro? I'm having an Instagram I'm having a podcast Coming through my Instagram And I'll make reels To you and stuff like that Left on a red You blow up now You're on UFC You're doing everybody Joe the barber Hits you back up Hey can I come on your podcast Yes or no What are you saying
1: I'm saying yes And I'm putting them on blast
0: I'm saying no Fuck you (laughs) Fuck you
1: No you say Hey Joe It's nice to see you Yeah I'd love to have you on And then you have them on And you say Hey remember that time You left me on red (laughs) And you let them answer it And you just sit there And you just Stare
0: And you just Mother, mother motherfucker um that actually happened to me before one time a girl came on the podcast and i kind of did put her on blast and it was it was, it was funny sometimes seeing those that's general reactions is so oh, funny that's the best. yeah it's i love that definitely hilarious. have you had an awkward moment on cam like that or anything like that where you oh my someone?
1: god yeah um i oh god i have been i've had so many times where i'm extremely fucking awkward <laughs> and i just try not to be i'm trying to think of them now
0: sometimes it's like unique and you know when you just meet someone it's like I don't know like their comedic humor, I don't know mm. like what they're good or what they're not good at saying. I always usually ask people what's their off-limits. And everyone's typically like, oh, nothing or whatever. Mm. And then we'll get on some crazy conversations and they make that face. And you're like,
1: you said mm. nothing,
0: motherfucker. So, yeah,
1: you so, said everything's on the table. <laughs> no, like what I've messed up is like their stats or something. Oh, and, gotcha. And I'll say like, oh, so this was your fourth win. How does it feel? And they're like, "Um, this is like my eighth win, so...
0: And honestly,
1: it's just like, it's the worst when they're just stale and they don't give you anything. So Uh. there have been so many times where I'm just asking questions, I'm trying to make it light and they're just one worded answers and it's just so painful
0: the worst it's so painful yeah, the worst is when you give that setup you're like this 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 that uh-huh. we did this They were coming here so what's your thoughts yeah oh, that, that was cool yeah that, that's it motherfucker exactly your
1: i was talking to an mma fighter um and one of his fights he got into a really really bad injury where um i thought something broke and I was like, it was his next fight after that incident. And I said to him, so like, how's the recovery been? Uh, I know you broke X, Y, Z, whatever. He's like, I didn't break anything. (laughs) And I was like, oh, what about during this fight? I didn't break it. What are you talking about? I didn't break anything. (laughs) I'm like, Okay, moving on. Uh, hot like, subject. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like, next topic. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's kind of funny. So hearing that type of stuff, the awkwardness and things along those lines, you know, I've had a podcast, I have like 150 maybe taped at this point, you're in the industry as well what do you think is some like common mistakes or like Mm -hmm. misconceptions amongst like trying to start your own podcast or trying to be a sports media broadcaster like people just think it's easy oh you go on a mic and you talk what do you think i have a whole list but how (laughs) do you answer since you're the guest right now
1: hmm i think some of the misconceptions are that everybody deserves a podcast yeah Sometimes it's just not your thing, you know, yeah, for sure. like not, I know how mainstream it is right now and every, like literally everyone's doing it. Um, But just because you know how to speak the English language doesn't mean you have content. Like I think the best podcasters and the best influencers, if you will, have a plan, have a game plan, have a schedule, know what you're going to talk about and have a good um promotion schedule. So, know how to promote yourself, know your audience. I think some podcasts fail when they're kind of all over the place and they don't really have an identity. I think knowing your identity, knowing the population that you're trying to reach, I think those are extremely important if you're even considering a podcast.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely I I mean, agree with that. You know, right now, I would say, you know, for me, I'm doing, like, a lot of sports. I have a lot of athletes on the mm-hmm. podcast, building up Rhode Island. I have a lot of, uh, you know, Rhode Island-based guests. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of athletes. You know, a lot of athletes are reaching out to me, and I'm, I'm loving that. I love football. So, um, definitely surrounded by that mostly. And then I have, like, random generic stuff in there that I like. But it's definitely mostly sports. And, um, yeah, and I think thing for me, I think is key is where everyone thinks, oh, like I said, you get to go there and do it. No, like you said, you need to know. You know how to promote yourself. You need to know how to do multiple things. Like, first starting up at least. Like, yeah, when you get to the yeah. point where you're going have a team, okay, that's easy. Just go and talk. But if you're just starting up, you need to know how to, you know, unless you're trying to spend a lot of money. You need to know how to edit. You need to know how to make entertaining reels. Yes. You need to know how to talk. And especially if you're the host, if you're bringing people on, you need to know how to do multiple things at once. Talk, hear what you're doing, making sure your equipment's working at the same time hearing what they're saying, talk back to them, be funny or be communicating, and where it makes sense do all these things at one time is a lot more difficult than people think.
1: You need to know how to keep the conversation going. That and too. I think that's that's an art in itself. When I first started interviewing people, it was on the radio and it was recording artists and they do all they do all the interviews, right? And it's very obvious when they are not trying to talk to you (laughs) because you don't know how to ask questions or you don't know how to keep the conversation going. Um, Or if you have a guest that's running on a tangent, you need to know how to interject and make them go a different way. For sure. So yeah, that's definitely an art in himself. And I I think the biggest hurdle you nailed it is the technology behind it. I, when I first started, I started a uh, a YouTube channel uh, called the one, two punch. And my biggest hurdle was the freaking video and audio because i was like not gonna settle for just like my iphone audio or whatever and it's key oh my god it was so fucking annoying though like trying to figure it out and like yeah you're not gonna be able to just jump into this for sure
0: Yeah, definitely not and that's a huge thing too is no dead space when people come yeah like dude it's a podcast even two seconds of dead space is a lot of seconds. Yeah. It's two seconds too long.
1: I work in radio. Silence
0: is a nightmare. Yeah. And it's, it's like dead air. When you say something and someone goes, Oh, that's cool. I was like, You motherfucker. Yeah. I, I was waiting for you to talk, so now I can say something when you talk. Right. So now you don't you talk. You talk you go, I go. You go I go. Come on. <laughs> exactly. That shit is literally the worst. And these are all the common we're not trying to scare people away, you know, but um it's what well, you need to know if you're trying to get into the the business apparently. I mean I said I'm still obviously getting into the business. You're into it more than I am. This uh just like the promotion side of it, but um, now you're on fight bananas. Mm-hmm. You have you know access to more people. Who would it be your dream interview?
1: <sighs> My dream interview. Oh, uh, I mean, I would love to sit down with Dana White and pick his brain. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people think they know him, but I think there's a lot to him that we don't. Uh, so that would be a big one. But even like outside of the MMA world, and yeah, hmm.
0: no, no limits. Anybody you think that's the inspiration to you? Um, yeah, I mean, you can answer who would be a dream interview, and at the same time, question two to that who is your inspiration? Why did you even start and why did you want to get into the business in the first place?
1: Okay, so first, my dream interview in general, Jason Momoa, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey. That'd be an awesome one, Jason. Let's, let's, you know, let's shoot the shit. That'd be cool. Uh, sorry, Ross, my husband <laughs> is uh, not the biggest fan of Jason Momoa because that is my hall pass, oh. but uh. Um whatever his whole pass is Jennifer Lopez okay we He's we like all
0: a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen. She's
0: like Jason Momoa? Shake some ass. <laughs> Shake some
1: ass Jason, come on. Um but why I got into it that's a loaded question. Um and my husband actually asks this all the time because it's important to have role models and to look at others and you know kind of model what they do
0: better not say a guy but to be
1: to be honest i didn't really have many people that i was watching and was like yes that's what i want to do
0: that's just intriguing i
1: i just knew that i really enjoyed entertainment i loved broadcasting i love martial arts and i thought to myself i want to do that
0: like shit i'm my inspiration and
1: (laughs) i'm my own inspiration okay (laughs) Then I got exposed to the UFC and I saw women like Megan O'Leary. I saw women like Laura Sanko reporting cage side and now Laura Sanko making history, being at the booth. And those women really inspired me and showed me that this is possible and that my dreams weren't crazy. And there is space for women in a male-dominated sport, male-dominated genre. And when I started doing it, I didn't really have anybody to look at for. So I just kind of winged it and I feel like I'm still winging it, but thank God for women like Laura Sanko and Megan O'Leary for making it so they can show me and so many other women that it's possible.
0: You know, for sure. So you had them too that come to mind now. So you had no one when you first started up. Now mm-hmm. that, you know, hopefully, like you said, you get to the UFC, you become a role model for people. Do you ever, does that ever come across your mind when you're making shows and you're making content? Are you like, do you care what people think of you, or are you just like fuck it, whatever comes across the board, mm. I'm gonna do, it. I'm gonna say whatever comes to my mind, or are you now like, damn, I might get canceled? <laughs> fuck, like, I, I don't wish, give a shit.
1: I wish I could be like fuck you and your mom, like, I, like I, but like I, I, I'm not. I care so much. I care so much about what people think of me and how I'm portrayed. And honestly, you might call that a flaw, especially the one, the industry that I'm in, because you can't really have. That sort of weakness But I think it's human I think it makes me human I think It's a very human trait For people to just Want to be loved Yeah And that's something That I have And I th- I'm i trying very hard To Create a space online That is welcoming That's exciting That's inviting And that's fun Like Definitely And if you don't like that Okay then go fuck yourself And your mother Because I'm You know I'm cool
0: Yeah Fuck you and your mother She don't give a fuck <laughs> But, you know, now you're on Wednesday's Peel Back is your new podcast on Wednesdays.
1: I'm so excited. So uh, Fight Bananas is an awesome, awesome MMA outlet. Um, And we have decided Wednesday nights at 8 is Maddie's Peel Back. So. The peel back with Maddie Levine. We're gonna have so many different guests from fighters to people in the MMA world to entertainers. Whoever wants to come on and talk about whatever. Um, So I'm really really excited about that. Just launched on Apple Podcasts, so that's
0: where you can. I gave it a follow this morning. Yeah. If you ever need a co-host, let me know. Let's go. Bringing entertainment. But, and that being said, so like say now you're on your podcast, like I have a podcast, all social medias, all podcast platforms. I am on there. So obviously you're married now, but do you ever get to the point where you were, I'm not sure if you were into this before you met Ross a little bit, but, um, you know, were you ever to that point when you're putting up content and you're like, Oh shit. Ross might go back and listen to shit I say. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you like, damn, you might hear that crazy story I said, about you're right that one time. Listen,
1: I I speak for a living. (laughs) I talk for a living. I've been on radio for the past nine years. My husband has heard it all, okay? I talk shit about him on air. I talk about other people on air. I talk about everything. And I like to think that's why he loves me, because I'm an open book. But, uh, yeah, I... He knows everything. I don't think there's anything. Now I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna. They're like, you're gonna do a deep dive or something and find something weird. (laughs) I don't think I've been that weird though.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I've said some crazy stories on the air, and you know, sometimes I tell them it's entertainment. Sometimes I'm making shit up just to keep it going. I'm funny, you know Ah! what? Let's make the story keep going, and I'm being truthful. Like a lot of times, I am being, you know, just over the top just to make it funny interesting right like, sometimes i say shit we do like uh like if it comes about i'll do like real, like improv we're just doing an improv thing that's not real i'm making shit up mm-hmm. you know just for entertainment purposes for like viral a comedian yeah 100 percent. so sometimes you know my mom watches pretty much all my podcasts and she'll be like effie what the fuck and i'm <laughs> like
1: it was a joke <laughs> it was a joke shout out to mom moms are
0: great <laughs> yeah for sure one time someone hit me up and they were like, Did you say you suck dick on camera? I'm like, What? I'm like, Wait, did I? Did I, <laughs> I was like, I don't Wait, remember. And I was like, Wait, Do you? What, I don't. But I, was like, <laughs> I was like, What podcast are you talking about? They're like, This one. I'm like, What? I went back, and listened to it. I'm like, Oh, no. I said, This guy's a dick. I'm like i don't uh I'm like maybe like speaking fast or something but
1: listen we all get curious <laughs> and i understand you know
0: what uh, was that one time at uri <laughs> god damn it's always uri yeah goddamn uri i was in burn hall <laughs> but um yeah so that was your um dream interview mm-hmm. so what would be like your dream job is that working for dina white
1: uh, my dream job is definitely being on the high level of ufc broadcasting or mma broadcasting in general um i think for the longest time i just was like i need to get to the ufc i need dana white to be my boss i need to be on that platform but we're as the years go on and mma is evolving so quickly there are so many outlets that i would love to be a part of um you know, Bellator MMA, LFA, CFFC. There's, there's so many great promotions out there, um, that I would just love to bring my flavor and my experience. And, um, I think once I finally get to that point, I think I'm going to be a very happy gal.
0: Yeah, for sure. No limitation that holding yourself back, not just like setting USC as the end all be all is, um, you think that, you know, I think I an issue sometimes where, like you said, where people just have that one job and that's it. When, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, I, I believe in you. Thanks, on the podcast, buddy. I believe, I think, you know, we can make big moves. I think uh, I have a lot of faith in, uh, you know, Rhode Island based athletes, you know, entrepreneurs. I think it's a lot of unseen uh, talent. Rhode Island is talent. so
1: talented. Like, I say this all the time. Like, Rhode Island is so small and jam-packed with incredible people. Like, very interesting people. 100%. So, Rhodey, stand up.
0: Let's, let's get it, baby. Let's go. Let's get I believe in everybody. You know, if Quitty can do it, you know, a lot of people can do it from Rhode Island, I believe. And especially with my girl Maddie on air. So, um, yeah. I had also a question from yeah. you know, a fan. Let's uh, go. They said, you know, being, you know, female and MMA, they were extremely curious. When it's that time of the month, how do you guys go about that? Are you guys just pounding through Interesting. It? Is it like... So, I'm gonna, referring
1: to like uh, weigh-ins or referring to training?
0: I'm actually talking about oh i guess both i because mean, the same person I brought up that um like i guess like during weight like during weight and sometimes you can go overweight if you're yeah hard, if you're
1: totally totally um and that i mean and
0: some girls started crying yes yeah, so,
1: yeah so this is very like this is a taboo kind of thing for the mma world in general uh nobody wants to talk about you know periods <laughs> hey. but they happen and what men and some people don't realize is that weight gain is intense during your period so for that girl to um not make weight because of that it's a very real thing like you can gain i don't know 10 pounds of water just in your body and you thought you were at one place and then you're not so um granted that situation and what they're referring to i think the girl um, was a little far off in general um but definitely your time of the month will factor that and that's why weight cutting for women is very, very difficult.
0: So do you have to put that into account? Like they don't give a shit. They're like, if you're over two pounds, you're over two pounds, I don't know, oh, they a don't shit. give a shit. No.
1: And you're that out. and that's why it gets dangerous for women because a lot of times, no, I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but a lot hey. of times uh, women will miss their period during weight cutting because their hormones are all over the place and they don't their hormones don't know what's going on. Um so it's very common to miss your period while you're weight cutting. Shit. Um,
0: imagine this has sex and no condom on they're probably I'd be like
1: Fuck. yeah exactly Fuck, am I pregnant dude i've seen girls we have to take a pregnancy test before you fight and i've seen girls get positive and they're like oh shit
0: god damn um
1: so that's happened before wow. but
0: I'm, that's a regulation too like you have to i didn't yeah know that either i mean
1: you can't fight if you're pregnant that's right. so you gotta make sure no, you know idiot. um idiot. but yeah it's it's something that is extremely difficult for women and that's why it's very important to have a nutritionist who understands how to handle that situation because when you have somebody that has the science behind it they're going to take into consideration hormone imbalances water retention uh how many calories you actually need to survive and be at a deficit at the same time um so that's that but when it comes to just normal training like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep training sorry like i'm not gonna bleed on you like you're gonna be fine um
0: well, I, was, I know some girls are probably like Oh, I can't get up from bed I must have skip this week or well like-
1: I I mean that's another thing it's like if people don't realize that the severity of periods are different for everybody yeah. like I I for instance this might be TMI I barely feel them I don't realize that I have them whereas I have friends that are incapacitated they are dead. in bed dead like ice on their stomach, like they're done.
0: Maddie, wake up and you're like, fuck off.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it. it's a very real thing. Like girl, some girls won't be able to literally function where other girls
0: are totally fine. Do some girls accept fights based around when their period would be? Oh no,
1: my God, no. That's, no? that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. No, Um, if it, in a perfect world, you don't do that. um, Well, because... First of all, we have no control over when the fight cards are, and not true. you're not going to sit there and be like, Missed "Well, I'm ovulating in a couple <laughs> days. That means my period will be." Yeah, you know what? I can't take that fight. Like, no girls want to fight just as much as men do. Men just don't bleed. Okay, yeah. so that's it.
0: And you said um, that the pregnancy test is that mm. before? Every- is that for every level? Like even amateurs? Or well, yeah,
1: so I'm an amateur and that's what we got to do. Gotcha. Um, so at every fighter, man and woman has to do a physical before you fight and you have to pass that physical and you have to see a doctor. And then just on top of that, women have to go take a test.
0: No, oh, gosh. And now, you know, cause I did not know that. The one. Moriana knew every day, <laughs> new every single day. So, um, especially uh, being a female fighter as well, do like you guys, is there like an unwritten rule where like you guys like don't hate each other, like in like the chest area? <laughs>
1: There is no that I'm aware of. There is no hidden rule, Um, but it is always a little funny because like you'll like, especially if you're like sparring your friend or whatever and, you you know, jab to the boob by accident. It's like, hit your boob. (laughs) Like you just kind of like laugh about it. But I mean, hey, everything's fair game. Everything.
0: would it hurt more than like hitting like your arm? Like, it's
1: not that, I mean, so I'm a kickboxer. So I wear 12 ounce gloves. Like I wear anywhere between like 10 to 14 ounce gloves. I mean, MMA fighters, they wear four to eight ounce gloves. And when you're training, you have gloves on. So it's not like you're taking a bare fist to your tit. Like, and it's like, oh, usually it's a glove in yeah. the way. Um, I
0: just feel like it'll still hurt.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not the best feeling, but it definitely hurts way more to get actually hit like in the leg or in your face or, you
0: know. Do you think there's ever been an is, There's actually an instance in WWE where this happened. Um, Charlotte Flair had implants and it popped mid-match. Did it really? It popped mid-match, yeah. And she had to... I don't know if it was mid-match or after the match, but she was gone for like eight months. She had to get it fixed immediately. But yeah, so is that like... A, I mean, if someone has... Would like implants be a thing in like MMA? I feel like you're saying that.
1: Bro, yeah, you can look I, it up
0: I'm not making it I shut up I can't
1: even like
0: Guys look it up I'm oh, not making it shut up Charlotte Fair, Her titty popped That's
1: terrible <laughs> yeah, her Implant. So, um, There's a couple fighters That have breast implants I mean yeah We're women Like we're allowed To be feminine And sexual And feel pretty Whatever the way We want to feel pretty And then we also Get to be a badass In the in the cage Or in the ring Or whatever Like we are The epitome of duality Like we get to be Whatever the fuck We want to be So if you want to get Breast implants Go for it, but I'm probably gonna punch it if we're sparring. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> no it's just one limits, of those baby. things.
0: No off limits. Yeah. So I mean that's yes, yeah, that's because um yeah, there's definitely different rules. I guess uh I don't know if there was under rules, but apparently it's not. It's all free game for everybody. Yeah, so um do you I know you asked this question on your podcast I've seen a couple of times. Mm. Uh, victory meals. Do you have like a victory meal after like a specific like podcast? Do you think I did a good show? Or are you like, oh, I feel after proud of myself. Show. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cheat myself to this.
1: Uh, sometimes you know, after a good show or like a long day or something, a beer is usually my victory meal, if you will, uh, or a nice Cosmo because I'm a basic hey. bitch. Hey. but uh, it's usually bolognese. Bolognese just oh feeds the soul, man. Hey. I love a good plate of spaghetti and meat sauce and oh it's so good
0: so cosmos beer you're making that balance so like you said you can be a badass and you can be a girly girl at the same yes, time yes totally think, do you think there's any like do you do you think it's like a misconception amongst people where like you can't be both you have to be yeah either or i
1: do i mean i grew up my entire life playing softball so i'm not a lesbian okay <laughs> um but yeah i think women in sports a lot get faced with that stereotype of like oh you fight or oh you play softball so you're gay right like no
0: does that you have that come across your board often
1: i do yeah i mean i've i don't remember the last time somebody has said that to me but i've heard many women in my life have to deal with that and it's just it's it's annoying it's it's immature it's I I, I don't have the word for it, but it's just, it's annoying. It's just like, it's this weird misconception that feminine, straight women can't be masculine in any way, if you will. Like, they can't be aggressive. They can't be exciting. Like, they... I'm. I consider myself a girly girl. I love makeup. I love having my hair done really nicely. Cosmos. I love. I love shoes. I love Cosmos, but I also love knocking people out. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I think it's just one of those silly misconceptions that needs to die.
0: Yeah, so it is pretty idiotic because uh, I think it's I think it's pretty badass how you can do both, and a lot of other females can do both. Mm-hmm. And um, since you and your husband are, a fight, I was kind of saving it to the question, but it's on topic. Well, to the podcast where you and Ross came on about. Ask it now. When you guys are like fighting, you guys are like get into it. You're like, oh, this motherfucker, I'm gonna leg sweep his shit. <laughs> then I'm gonna beat the fuck All right, out of so him. So
1: for frame of reference, I'm five two. I weigh like one thirty five ish. My husband's five ten. He's usually around two hundred and ten pounds. Okay, he's not going full out with me. <laughs> if he did, he would kill me. Yeah. But we have sparred, and we do spar, and we do train together, and I get very fucking frustrated. He is a world champion. He's the best at what he does. I am an amateur kickboxer, and I consider myself pretty high-leveled. Like, I have some skill. I have some tools in the toolbox, but there have been so many times where I just wanted to fucking...
0: Nutshot him. Oh! Nutshot him. Yeah, shirt.
1: just like, Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have gotten him a f- good a couple times. I have a pretty mean low kick.
0: I'm pretty sure he's never going to admit to that. He's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I, let her do that. I
1: think he will. I think he will. <laughs> he's a humble man, but I have a very strong low kick and a really good overhand. And we went too hard one time and... He got upset because he, can't, because he can't really hit me back. You know yeah, what I mean? Like not. he's not going to retaliate the way he would with a regular partner.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, he must have not got that mad because he brought you <laughs> onto to his Lost of us island. I know you watched the last podcast. Yes. So what would be, who would be your three people you would bring with you if, if the last of us happened in real life? Ooh,
1: I would bring my husband and not just because he said it, but I would bring <laughs> my husband because... I don't want to be alone. I want to be with my best friend always. So I would bring Ross and two other people.
0: Yeah. Two other people.
1: I would bring. God, I don't want to steal his. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, you want to say Rogan or you going to say J- Jocko?
1: Yeah. Rogan. I would bring, I would bring Drew Barrymore. Because Mm. I don't know if you follow her at all, but she's fucking hilarious. And I just want to hang out with her. And I was a huge Charlie's Angels fan as a kid. So Drew Barrymore. And I would bring my cats. <laughs> because I love my cats. They're my children. Yes, I'm that person. Marley and Piper go everywhere with me. Um, so yeah, Ross, Drew Barrymore and my cats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think We're it,
1: definitely fucking dying. Like, it
0: easy to ransack <laughs> your shit. I am ransacking your shit quickly. Ross is going to triple team. He's not the way. And then I'm going to oh, Drew Barrymore God. get the fuck out get the out way. Get out of
1: here, Drew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny as fuck. So Dan, I appreciate your time coming through. Any last shout outs you have for anybody watching this any mma fighters tuned in anybody in the sports broadcasting world any last words for our fans
1: no listen i i love what i do and i hope you love what i put out and you can find me at maddie on air on instagram find me on youtube on fight bananas the one-two punch honestly if you follow mma in new england chances are you know this face but get to know this face, and you can find me at Maddie on air, Maddie Levine, and make sure you follow Karate Combat. My husband is the world champion; he's fighting soon, and he's going to get that belt again. So, a lot of fun stuff going on. Let's Thank you it. so much for having me. Oh,
0: you're welcome. We got to do it up. Have me as a guest, come back on, come back on with Ross. Let's keep doing yes. and more content together. I love it. It's just the uh, the first podcast with you and Ross. So i I'm always up for game, up to do whatever. And um, for those. You said you like to drink beer. I do. Anybody wants to send you something, you, can, you know, celebration beer, what is your favorite beer?
1: Blue Moon. Blue the, Moon's with, my go-to. With
0: the orange or not the orange?
1: Orange, for sure.
0: People for make, sure. look at me weird. I'm like, I mean, you put an orange in a Blue Moon. It's like, isn't that that's fucking what is Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. They don't People, I don't, they do don't it get either. it. They don't get it. They probably didn't go to your eye. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what why. it is. That's what it they is. They probably weren't at <laughs> Bernholt either. Actually, me neither. R- <laughs> Riding myself out. Fuck. Make sure you follow your girl, Maddie on ear. Make sure you t- tune into her on Fight Bananas. Make sure you follow your boy EG Pop Thunder on all social media. Explore FF. I am going to Coachella next month. I am hey. going to London, Barcelona. And I'm going to go to Dolphin Games, obviously, all season long. We got Jalen Ramsey, BBS, get it. We, I'm excited for this season. I saw you make a couple of Buffalo Bills videos. Are you a Buffalo Bills fan, Matt Random?
1: I'm not. My husband is a Cowboys I fan. I was We had
0: a whole segment about that last yeah. time. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> MBA guys probably like what the fuck are they talking about exactly but um yeah that was coming up soon great season coming up make sure you follow your girl she has a whole bunch of good content make sure you give her that follow like subscribe send us to the moon baby S get it